0: Good evening, friend, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your weekend? Uh,
1: pretty good. Went uh, to a lot of different places. Uh, saw Cirque du Soleil this weekend. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, spent some time up in Indy. Did the canal walk. Uh, nice. Nephew Nephew mm. came in, or actually, uh, our buddy Mike Trotsky's nephew came in. He's kind of my nephew. Mm. We went went scooting around town for, like, three hours. It was good times
0: nice they got those uh those limes birds up in yep. indy yep yep that, that might come the, in uh, handy uh later later this week yeah, I'm, I'm actually considering that for the the
1: gen con thing i really am i uh, they have a bunch down at fountain square mall and we're about half a mile maybe ish you know three quarters a mile away from fountain square uh if the walk isn't too terribly long i may just walk down and then bird and lime over it's really nice and quick and easy and affordable and better than yeah. Yeah, paying for a car
0: well it's uh it's it's big big hype time we're less than 48 Mm. hours away yeah from the craziness we're going to uh be recording another live quote unquote live another roundtable show like Mm -hmm. we did last year i got some new equipment so hopefully the audio quality will be a little better this year yeah but uh looking forward to that um
1: i've been scooping out the uh Airbnb we're staying at, and the the porch is kind of so much smaller than it
0: was last year, so hopefully we can, you know, find another place or you know, yeah, it'll be good. I don't I don't hate the idea of recording inside, so we cut down. on the, <laughs>
1: So we don't. The, you mean that we don't have the bugs, the and the cicadas, cars
0: and, and the and the semi trucks? Yeah, exactly. Man,
1: that was something
0: though.
1: <laughs> the editing of that show was, uh, and and I'm sure if people go back and listen I'm like I can't even hear a thing they're saying.
0: Well, I did, I did two kind of kind of crazy things um this just this past weekend yeah um yes you sold your house no no oh, um yeah. someday you're gonna say yes i did this this past <laughs> thursday we went up into northern not quite northern michigan but southern northern whatever not important um my sister and my parents were looking at some airstream campers Okay. Um, this is not a thing I did, except that I was along for the ride with them. But uh, Sarah bought one of those, and so did Mom and Dad.
1: At the same time.
0: At the same time, yeah. Whoa! Crazy. That's both. Something. Both from the seventies, I think. Mom and Dad's is a seventy-two, and Sarah's is a seventy-seven. Wow. Um, various. The one Sarah got's a little smaller. It's like twenty-six feet. Mom and Dad's is like thirty-one feet. Okay. Um So that's going to be maybe a. A, a recurring uh a thread here on the front porch as we discuss right. updates with that but yesterday I went and uh I went to a a day spa and got a massage which Whoa, okay. is not a, is not a thing I've ever done um sure quick, my okay. one of my sisters was uh was trained as a masseuse I guess um okay. a number of years ago probably almost 10 years ago now she did that for a couple of years but I don't for whatever reason uh she you know kind of gave up on it and but i got a couple massages from her when she did that and one year at gen con we were talking about this in the pre-show um when my air mattress deflated and i ended up sleeping on a hardwood floor i got a weird pinch in my shoulders and so i availed myself of the chair massage station that they set up there at gen con Uh,
1: those are pretty good those are great
0: they're not not bad but you know with in a chair for 20 minutes there's only so much you can do. Only so much you can do. Right? And I don't know yeah, if I, mean,
1: I... It's in a... In, as they say, in a pinch, it helps. Right, right.
0: <laughs> wordplay. But right. Um, I had done something to my to my back about a week and a half ago, doing some work for the uh, prep for the graduation party, and mm-hmm. had hoped that it would, over time, go away. And it, it sort of lessened, but would still flare up. And I'm like, I want to do something about this before Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And... And so I did that, that was a new experience for me, but she found all kinds of stuff in my neck and shoulder blades and shoulder areas that I knew were there, but didn't, didn't realize how bad a lot of that stuff was. And so I'm a little sore still today, but, uh, that was a, that was a new thing. Uh, the, the other thing I did just a couple hours before we started recording, after I finished work, um, I bought a used iPad, which is not not a crazy. Okay. It's not a crazy thing, but it's not a thing. You
1: you, you have an iPad, though, right? I, I yes. do. i
0: I technically, okay. I technically now have three. Whoa, uh, okay, but uh, what
1: kind of iPad is it?
0: It is an iPad Air two. Oh, Sydney has that.
1: I think actually, matter of fact, I think that's mine too. <laughs> yeah, it's they're they're, they're good. It's a good yeah, size.
0: Yeah, i I did a little research, and um, this one I think. The Air Two is about feature spec wise equivalent to the Mini Three and Four. Okay. Uh, supposedly. Um the Mini Four is what I had have before, and my old one that the four replaced was the Mini Two. And I'm mom and dad's mom's gonna do a garage sale this weekend. I think I'll put the I'll put the mini two in that for like seventy five bucks or whatever. What what was uh,
1: the uh, the impetus to get yourself a new iPad?
0: So some friends of ours, uh Fox, recurring character on this show, and um, our buddy Justin, who's not been on the show. They're big mm-hmm. comic guys, and they were talking yep. about comics in one of our group chats. Oh. This was a week or two ago. Now, and... you
1: have given comics a try on several t- occasions.
0: Yeah, I have. Um, you know, in, in years past, I read a lot of um, uh, The Walking Dead I read mm-hmm. all of that that was available at the time, which was like 6 or 7 years ago, which by um, the way,
1: you know they're they're actually ending that series on the
0: comics. Yeah, so there's, you know, several volumes of that that I've that I've not read, you know, in the yeah. interim, but yeah. uh some of some of that kind of stuff. And they were talking about different artists and writers and cuz that's the whole as I understand it, the whole thing with comics, it's more about the writer and the artist and their run of a series, especially in the big Marvel DC uh, universes.
1: Yeah. You, you know, I, I'm i going to admit, you know, I'm a comic book guy. Mm-hmm. I am terrible at noticing that. Like I, everybody mm. that I am even casually friends with that read comics, at least know the artist that's drawing their comic books. Mm-hmm. I know like Jim Lee and, you know, Claremont and things like that. And Jeff Johns. I know the names and I know that I've seen them, but I just, I have a hard time starting a comic book and looking at the names you know what mm. i mean first i just keep I, I just launch right into my comic book i'll say and then i'll forget that that i you know this is bad i forget to look that
0: I yeah the i'll software. say incidentally one of the series that i've been reading in between definitely between volumes because i've been reading them in the the trade format I'm reading them mm-hmm. all digitally but um at least at the end of the trades if not not between the the Issues or what become chapters in a trade, um, they'll do extra art, and sometimes that art is guest artist. And yep. I'm not going to be able to remember now what series it was, but there were a couple of those that popped up, and I was like, "Oh, this looks like," uh... and it was um, Michael. I'm not going to remember the n- last name, the guy who did the art for the Supergirl from Krypton series you recommended to me oh yeah last right. year yeah i like that I that could, was that's i could tell art, from yeah. the character design the faces and the eyes i was like oh this looks a lot like this and then the you know the uh caption yeah. at the bottom says i like that art style it's, it's a good character. art style. yeah yeah um so anyway as they had they were talking about comics i was like okay maybe i need to take another run at this um because yeah. i always feel kind of left out in the conversation and actually as i've looked into it more i'm like i think this is just one of those things where like when we're talking about new movies come out comic book uh uh, superhero movies Mm -hmm. i'm still not gonna know all the things oh yeah i I don't know half the things i I, I never am um you -hmm. know it's it's stuff from the from the comics or whatever but i went and looked up a Video. I almost asked in the group, but I was like, instead of asking the group, I'm going to do some research myself and not because mm-hmm. I'm going to get. I've you know, you've recommended to me stuff, and you know, some of it works, some of it doesn't, and it's hard. Yep. Yep. It's hard to recommend people things.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, you you like your own thing, and other people don't like it. It's yeah. yeah, it's a thing.
0: And so I just Googled, you know, how to start reading comics mm-hmm. right now, uh, yeah, like. What's the process? How do do people... And there's a a pretty good video. I think it's from like 17, so it's not super up to date. But this guy goes through the thing. He explains what issues are, what trades are. Um, There's one other, I guess, graphic novel as its own format. Um, Yep. And a lot of that I already knew. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he said, you know, all the stuff about the physical stores. Um, And then at the end of the video, he had this really rapid fire list of suggestions um if you like a lot of it was this like if you want something that's like this like a genre thing if you want a horror yeah. thing read this if you want uh suspense read this whatever um and then right. for the different film characters if you like uh black widow re- start with this etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah sure and so um i went and reinstalled Comicsology because i've had that before it's good. And they have a subscription service now, which they didn't last time I used oh, okay. it. okay. And it, it had a free trial if you have Amazon Prime. And mm. even without that, it's like $5 a month. So I'm like, well, right. I'll check it out and see what they have in their right. uh, Comixology Unlimited uh, collection. Right. And um, the first series I read is a series that I can only recommend if you're an adult – Um, Mm -hmm. but the guy in the video said, if you're over 18, read sex criminals.
1: I've heard that. I've heard that. I've not read it, but I've not read it.
0: Uh, it's an image comic. Uh, I can't, I can't even really describe it on the show because it's, it's explicit, but, um, it involves some, some sci-fi elements, uh, the ability to stop time and that kind of stuff and, and a decent amount of, um, relationship somewhat progressive kind of elements but it's i i enjoyed it very much the first three i read the first three volumes of the the trade format nice and then when i said like that same day that i was reading comics um fox recommended the series uh called saga Mm -hmm. um, which is another image comic after i read that one after starting those two i was like oh maybe i should have been hunting down some of these other things and not trying to wade my way into this complicated 50 years of of context characters in that exists in marvel and dc sure um because these isolated stories where they're doing the world building from the beginning are so much easier to get into sure um
1: that's a big thing for like i know editors at marvel and dc that's a that's a and and I don't think they get it right ever. I don't think they've ever gotten it right. I no, I mean the I've, biggest thing they do is relaunch it a number one, which you
0: yeah. Know, I've s- know, I've said helps. before that I read the whole first, uh, first five volumes of the, um, uh, what's the fighting game, um, Street Fighter, Injustice, or... Injustice. All right, yeah, okay. Which brings in DC characters left and right all over the place, except right. the story starts with. Superman, Batman, Joker, and a little bit yeah. Harley Quinn. I know right. all of those characters. So right. from the frame and, and Lois is in there. So the framework, the starting of the story is all characters I know very well from the films. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm good. When you bring in Black Adam, I'm like, sure, yeah, he's this guy he does stuff with lightning, I think, from the I'd also I was yeah. also playing the mobile game. And yep. that helped. But I read the first volume of Civil War which is on um, Comixology Unlimited. And for the most part, I was okay. It's a lot of the same characters from the MCU. But still, again, they're bringing in more um, Marvel Knights characters, different Canary and the Huntress and some of that stuff I know from the CW shows. But it's just like, I don't know this character. How am I going to... Exactly. How am I going to exactly. get into this? And especially big events.
1: Big events just barf characters out that you know, right, many right. times I don't even know. Like the one that was going on, War of the Realms, just for some reason, Blade the Vampire is back involved just out of the blue for no reason. And you're like, mm. wait, he's he's still a Marvel character? I don't even know, right? It's, Side note.
0: Um, happening. Who's the, who's the guy? Um, the guy? uh Blade. Doom oh. Blade. Oh, uh,
1: Mashala, Mar- Mar- Masala, Masala, the guy. Got...
0: Yeah. You talk about the old old actor, or the new one. No, the new one. The, Wesley Snipes was the old one. Yeah, like yeah. Masala Ali. I might be. Yeah, I almost certain. It sounds it sounds right. I yeah. might be saying that wrong. They talked about it oh. on Geek Scholars. Uh, right. The story goes that after he did Green Book and won his second Oscar, I think, mm-hmm. um, he set up a meeting with Kevin Feige and. Went into his office, sat down, and was like, "Blade, I want to play Blade." Blade. I <laughs> want to play Blade? There, and and Fai was like, "Uh, okay, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you're not gonna like that. You you know, you just think of that concept. This guy, obviously, very talented, very successful actor. You know, doing a taking another run at this story. You know, a little right. you know, vampires have, are still not played out yet." Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Are they? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, Twilight did its best to kill him. But, like, right. or if – if, and and we're almost enough time past that, there are probably a lot of people going, can we get the real vampires back? And, yeah. you know, Blade is an interesting comic book kind of vampire, but still, he's not going to sparkle. No. And I wonder – I mean,
1: they're going to bring vampires to
0: the MCU. That's a thing, right? Like, that's interesting. So, supposedly, but I mean, is that any stranger than when they first did a Guardians movie with? Oh no! Everything no, no, that had happened.
1: No, nothing. Everything's on the table. It's comic right, books, right. right? But it's comic books. But it, it is. I will say that even reading comic books, there's some of the there's some things that feel strange. Like, sure, you know, when, when you have, you know, the Punisher. And he's the only one that does anything in his comics. He doesn't have a lot of he does have crossovers, but not as much. And then all of a sudden he
0: shows up. And you're like, oh, you're just that's out of place. That he, yeah, he know. shows up in in the Civil War comic series, and yeah, and he's on Cap's side, and Cap is like, what are you doing here? You're not, you don't belong. That's with actually us.
1: that's actually a really great little interaction there. I think it's one yeah. of. The, I'm not a big Punisher fan, but. Uh, or read a lot of anything ever with him in it. But I will remember in civil war, there was like one comic book or one page or something where he's like, expresses his undying love for captain America and captain America is like, screw you, buddy. I don't believe anything you believe. And you are not us. And right. I was like, Whoa. That's, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So the, uh, you, you, um, I also saw, I think I, saw, Oh no, we were talking about saga. Um, I like saga example with saga and some of these things you're talking about getting on at the front end, which is interesting that you say that is because, um, everybody kind of does that. And if it's a successful comic after like say five or six years, you're in it. Mm -hmm. Um, but everybody else has the same thing. Oh, you know, do I, get into something like saga it's been, i have to go all the way back and there's so many things and plot lines and characters and i don't know it it all happens right it all happens it's just that when you get in on it it's new but after five or six years it's they've changed so much it's not the same yeah you know and it i i had that with like invincible there was this real good comic it was a independent i think it was image as well or something uh that was um invincible and every it was a big highly rated thing and there were only like two volumes out when i checked it out from the library and it was just phenomenal but then it just after like i said about four or five years of pulling it it just got so overwhelming with so many things and just so many storylines and then i was like this is just veered off from what it was at the beginning just like every comic does you know they they run out the 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 primary artist or, or writer just runs out of ideas with these characters and then it just kind of gets off the rails, right? Right. Um, and, and that's and that ha- that has just happened with, let's say, Black Widow and Hawkeye for 50 years, right? Just 50 years compounded of you know, they've run out of stories to tell with this character or something, yeah, or they'll rehash it. So, I, I totally get and, and I think it's a good thing, you know, getting into comics, finding the one that's that you might like and making it a, not a main story line thing. Um, when I did get back into comics, that was my thing. I picked up Saga and I picked up uh, Invincible and then just side comics of maybe X-Men and uh, like an Avengers or something mm-hmm. or Spider-Man. Because it was like, I'll see what they're doing but casually, but these are the ones I'm going to read. And then what happened is just eventually I caught on to a good X-Men story. And I was like, oh, now I'm interested in this. But it was just after casually you know barely paying attention to it but really focusing on these other ones that i really liked
0: yeah Um, i i think what eventually a problem will be for me because i don't know i i I think i was this way before but i've even more so since we do this podcast like i consume so much media that if i i mean i mentioned walking dead earlier like i read all of walking dead that was available and they've made more since then but i've never had that like impetus to go back and check it. And I think if I like if I read something and then it's six months to a year before there's more of it, I think I'm gonna forget everything that was going on. And it's not that... like I mean right. comics more so than books, audiobooks, movies, T V it seems like it'd be pretty quick and easy to go back and review, you know, like the last couple chapters, last couple issues. Because it's oh, see it's so fast I can't to do read. That.
1: See, I can't do that. No, like, that, I was just say your, your thing is like completely not the case for me. Like I can't read a book series and thus it's finished because I, if I read and then it's a year before it comes out, I lose all interest. I forget everything and I don't. And it's exasperating for me to think about going back and rereading it or thinking of, you know, trying to catch up on it again. Um, it's like, I just going to move on. Or it's so exciting and fantastic when I finish it. And then I lose that sparkle over a year or two. I can't imagine the Game of Thrones people who (laughs) after five or six years or whatever it is. So, yeah, I I, my favorite author is Brent Weeks, Brent Weeks. And he has the Lightbringer series. I got he's writing the last book. I think it's out of five series. And I didn't even start. I haven't even started that series because I bought them. But I don't even want to start because I don't want to lose interest. I sure. want to keep keep the ball. Now,
0: rolling. don't you, um, whatever it's called, subscribe to the to the issues that you pick up at the store?
1: I do, but I'm also a, a totally fine with cutting. Like I've been going in there and saying I don't like Thor anymore, and then sure. just because I don't like it.
0: Well, yeah. Um, I mean, you get to a certain point. Whether that's in time, in our culture, over, I mean, when I was in college, the concept of stopping a movie halfway through was unconscionable. I was like, well, I started this, I'm going to stick through it unless I literally fall asleep, which pretty much never happens, at least back then. Um, You know, stick with it or whatever. And it was a big deal if I made the decision to stop um, following a TV show. I'm like, mm-hmm. and now I'll just, I'll just get distracted and forget. And I'm like, oh, I haven't watched an episode of Castle in over a year. I guess I'm done watching that. I don't care about it yeah, anymore. Um, exactly. You know, obviously that happens. But is that not still a a sense where like you read an issue of something and then it's at least a month before the next issue is out?
1: Yes, that's also why I buy several comics. Uh, I am not a I'm not a fast consumer of comics. Okay. But, sure. But I will I, I will Okay, so you follow a I couple have,
0: series.
1: I do. I follow here's I follow several series, but like usually four or five. And it doesn't and and what I do is I I take a long time to read them. So okay. they will sit in in, in my catalogue, like I've got a basket that I put my ones in there. And my basket has like sixty to seventy deep in it. So I am typically like six to eight months behind in a comic book series. um, at least. Okay. So do
0: you bank them up and then read them all at once? I do.
1: And then I read them all all at one time like, oh now I'm all caught up in on Miss Marvel or whatever it is.
0: Couldn't you you be buying trades and probably say I could I could I could
1: be buying trades for sure. I'm an expert on Uh,
0: comics now. I don't know if you heard that.
1: (laughs) I could be buying trades, but they don't come out with trades on everything. Sure. Um, it's, it's, you know, they just won't. So you don't have that. And I, I like supporting my local game store and going and buying them regularly. And it's a great kind of a bonding thing between me and Sydney, where we go to the comic book store every month. Of
0: course. Of course. Um, I mean, I, when I went into, I say into town, cause we're out in the country, but, um, up in Michigan is the larger town. It's about yep. 12, 12,000 people. um, I saw a sign above a storefront that's something comics. And I was like, Oh, this town has a comic shop. There's yeah. a, there's a four lease sign in the door. Oh, and I was like, Oh, this, I know. this town had a comic shop. Yeah. It's
1: a, it's, it's a, you know, that's the thing that they love doing. It's a passion. And I, I like to be able to, yeah. you know, pay a person who's in there that like loves to do that. And For I sure. wish I could do it and get paid money. <laughs> um, but so here, here's a perfect example. which just happened? I have been, I think it was, two years worth of star Wars comics. That's that's egregious. I'd never had that many comics piled up that I hadn't read. Okay. Um, but I had decided I had dropped several comic books. I'm like, I want to buy star Wars. I bought like five of the issues that they had and then was just had added to my pull list, but I kept reading a lot of comics and it was the one that always got pushed to the back. I, am not going to get to that this month. I'm not going to get to this this month. Mm-hmm. And then I had Sydney left for the summer and I was like, I am gonna sit down and I'm gonna go through these ridiculously amount of comics, like you know what, I 24 comics, um, and I just did. I benched read all those, but because I just been reading Star Wars, because I devoted all my limited time to read of uh, comic book reading time to Star Wars, um, now I'm way backlogged on the last three months of all of the other comics. Okay. So now I have a bunch of Thors to read, a bunch of X-Men to read, a bunch of whatever to read, and then my Star Wars ones will be
0: backlogged. So you don't find you don't find that you lose the thread of the story when that way? I, I do. I do. But
1: that's why comic books have the kind of previously on things at the beginning. Okay, sure. You know, it's like and also I don't I won't stop I'll stop reading when the storylines are done. I can, I can Star Wars when they went and they did a thing and they they uh, c- got infiltrated and escaped from this big battle and they're like whoo that that storyline's over then I stop reading it it's, and go to the next book. Does that
0: usually correspond with a run or do you? not noticed i
1: think again i don't notice that but I, you're probably, probably right it probably i'm i can guarantee you that's just the way it is i'm just not smart enough to pay attention to that stuff sure. if i was a better comic book reader <laughs> i would do that you know i mean i i knew that for example i liked jeff john's run on green lantern and i do notice that now that i look back at it before uh i stopped pulling green lantern years ago and it was right after jeff john's left because mm. i thought and i didn't put two and two together but I was like because it changed and sucks. you were like yeah i don't yeah. like this anymore yeah, this is not, this is very kiddy now, you know, or or it's too emo or drama. <laughs> right, right. You know, like, why are they going? And then now, like I said, if I was better, I would I would know those things. But on the other hand, you can read like a, a, Hick, a Tracy Hickman or a, any kind of Hickman, uh, what's his name, uh, or Matt Fraction or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can read them and love them on one book and read them in another and can't stand them. mm like they are like I did not sure. like Hickman on Fantastic Four. It was the most boringest thing ever. He gets huge accolades for it being one of the best things on Fantastic Four it's ever done. I did not like it, but I loved him in it something else. Hmm. So I don't know. It's just yeah. you know, I mean, it's, read what you like. It's don't, taste. It's subjective. Don't stick to anything. Well, exactly. I did see that you got a book called Was It Rat Queens? Is that what it was? Or was it a comic? Um, Is that you that got that? It looked interesting. It was one of those independent comic books and. That's what I like about yeah, there having were, friends that read comics. They can two, say something I wouldn't think. of.
0: There were two series because I've been sort of providing feedback in the, mm-hmm. um, in the chat. Uh, I just started reading Paper Girls, which is mm-hmm. um about a group of girls that deliver papers. It's very Stranger Things esque, um, yep. but it has at least the first two issues have a, a quite a quite a strong hook, and I think. Rat Queens. Yeah. Rat Queens is another one that uh geek scholar, Chris recommended. I have it in my, uh, download queue to check out after yeah. I read whatever is on unlimited of, of paper
1: girls. I'm thinking I'm going to go back and, and have them pull that. I mean, again, having, I like that. I have some friends that read comic books that can do stuff like that, that post, Hey, this is interesting. And then I can go. My my process is that I'll go online and just look at the artwork, not even reading anything, sure. just kind of in the big images thing, and see like, oh, I I dig that artwork. That's that's my biggest hook. The, I gotta enjoy looking at it.
0: Yeah the the art in Saga was really good. The art in Sex Criminals I didn't love at first, but as time went on, I got I liked it more. Um, right. Just the. The early story elements in Saga that they do with the lion cat and stuff is really, really cool.
1: Oh, actually, Saga was really great. I think I got out of Saga because it kept dragging on. Sure. So much. And they left so many things unresolved. It's mm. like they would go on to another storyline without ever resolving anything from the past. And then there another one. And then another another one. And like, you're not getting anywhere. They were very cool. Everything was interesting, but they weren't ever they're like here they were the jj J. abrams is what sure thought, like, just just like, ideas oh, so many cool things i could see yeah, that so being frustrating cool things
0: yeah well uh, so i was like i got i got out of that and anyway as i said before i did want to talk about comics which is why i brought this up but um yeah. i had what was my third ipad mini um which i like oh, yeah. i like the size and the form factor it feels very convenient for me i have a normal size phone and so to have oh, oh i see something now you got with for a bigger the screen read, i got it for okay. the comics um i read good, good reason good reason i read a lot of stuff i think most of sex criminals that i read i read in portrait mode and the yep. the ipad mini is a seven something inch screen it's just on the line where i can do it but sometimes the text is too small where i'm okay. it's 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 cramped and i'm like what is what is that? What are they saying? I got to zoom in to get some kind of detail. And so for the last couple saga and paper girls, I've been reading landscape and scrolling. I get basically half the page and then the bottom half. And I'm like, okay. uh, I went on, I went on and read some blogs. I asked our friends. Um, Justin said he reads on an iPad and everybody, I think my mom has an iPad pro, but everybody else has a mini. I think my sister has my first one that I got years ago and i was like i really want to see how much how much different this is how much i like this more or not and make yep. that decision so there's a guy on facebook marketplace selling the air 2 i did research on that too and they said the thing i said earlier about the specs being vaguely equivalent it still got the touch id and what have yep. you and i'm like yeah it would be nice to see the whole page zoomed in enough that i can actually read it because i've also been reading quote unquote reading um uh battle angel alita which oh, yeah yeah the first couple uh trades of that are also on unlimited nice but yep. i've been reading that one on my phone which is like i just have to be in their i think they call it guided mode where you're seeing one panel at a time oh note if you read so much of that you can actually get it on also on amazon for free right well Yeah. Comixology is owned by Amazon now, so... Oh, uh, because it's all part of the They include that all in their their same thing. But I'm getting one panel at a time, which is fine, except every so often I have to tip my phone one way or the other because the panels are (laughs) horizontal or vertical uh, alignment. And it's right to left, so you're tapping on the other side of the device. Oh, weird. Uh, None of that bothers me. I've read comics and... Western comics and manga, so I'm used to, if I know... The, the, I have a couple webcomics where I'm like, wait, which way are they... Which way does this person do it? Because it's still English, it's still translated, or is in English originally, but the pages slide right to left, and the panels go in order right to left, and the text bubbles in the panels. all It all goes the other way. So it's consistent. You just have to know that your eyes start over here, <laughs> and you read right, that right. way. Right, right, and do, read it that way. That's one i like the story it's very anime um the first i think i'm still in the first trade and it's you know for the most part shot for shot just like they did in the movie or the movie is just like saying that backwards but because obviously the manga came first but uh it has a lot of action and it's i wonder why they didn't make that an, an anime
1: i mean you know what I mean? That it feels like it was popular. Yeah, I don't know. Gosh, knows they
0: made a movie out of it. So right, right. Who knows? Maybe they did, and we just didn't hear about may, it. Over may, here. Maybe you're right. Um, Who knows? I mean, I'd, I'd kind of watch that. That'd be cool. But there are sometimes where they're doing they're doing a whole fight sequence in the in the and I'm I'm like I zoom in and I'm like, what's happening? There's lines here and a leg up here. Oh, I guess <laughs> she's supposed to be kicking like this but i have to like stare at it for a second to figure out what the heck's going on and that's that thing i think we've talked about that before where i'm like can you really get obviously a you know a big part of comics is this is this action is this visual storytelling more so than the text because the text you know would fit on one page um Mm -hmm. but they're delivering all this other information in the in the art and i'm like well it's static so it's really hard to tell sometimes what's going on and then other times not like you see the fist and the lines and you're like well yeah obviously his arm traveled like this and he connected with his jaw and that's what happened right it's interesting
1: yeah The it's uh that's a good thing about like i i can read comics on the the ipad um air 2 that that size but i i could not read them i have a large phone with an uh, ipad iphone 8 plus right and I could not read them on there. Yeah. It was I, like it, even panel by panel or I could not, hmm. it was, it was, you know, I'd have to zoom in and then it was just not, I just felt like I wasn't getting the full kind of experience. But when I read them on my, on my uh, iPad, I was like, Oh yeah, I could, I could see this. I could also see myself stop pulling comics and then do the whole, like get things digitally. Right. But if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for that
0: tactile response of going in there and, and the whole sure, thing, you go to the store, you, know, you get the, if you if the people working there are good at giving recommendations and all of that, good or stuff. just
1: nice people, yeah. You know? sure. But the, but the 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 thing is that if I didn't have that, absolutely, I would probably be a person that gets things digitally. You know, what I mean, I would it would be great and fine, and that feels much more modern and in the future of, of stuff. I will say, about five six years ago, Marvel and DC, where DC still is, but Marvel was charging. You had to buy the digital. And the physical separately, like if you mm-hmm. went and bought one, you didn't get the other. Um, now Marvel does the whole thing and has for many years done that. When you buy a comic book, a physical comic book, it has the digital code digital inside. Code. That's nice. Which is which is really nice. It is, and and I'm really bad about actually, you know, registering those things with my stuff. But it's free, and and that's kind of a neat thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So did you uh, get time to watch? Um, the stranger things that were out the, this last couple The weeks?
0: season three, the, the Strange stranger with a three for the stranger no,
1: things than it was before things. That's
0: a terrible bit. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> finished that oh, a week or two ago. I forget that's all time is a time is an illusion. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, it was, it was, it was short. I would say I got, to, I got to watch it cause I stayed up way too stupid late <laughs> and to watch it and, and, um, it it, was you. Short, it it was shorter than
0: I thought it was going to be. I think we watched it in, like, maybe three sittings. I don't think we ever watched just one episode. And we definitely watched the last two or three all in one sitting, even though I was with my sisters and they were like, oh, I wanted to go to bed like half an hour ago. But we, yeah, we, let's it, let's it, just it let's just finish it. I want to see how it ends. And,
1: yeah, it just got it, it got better as it, the second half. I mean, it wasn't a terrible, the first half, but the, the second half moved things faster and more It clipped it sure. one. Cause the first three to four, I was like one or two at a time. I didn't have the, the, uh, desire to keep pushing on more and more. But then after I got to the end, you know, halfway through, then it was definitely like, okay, now we're on the downhill kind of race to this.
0: Right. Right. Did you like it? I did. I know that, uh our buddy fox really loved it i think he watched it all the way through and then watched it all the way through again like within a short period of time um he also was underwhelmed with season two which i think we Mm -hmm. kind of were as well especially in retrospect probably at the time we were pretty hyped about it but um yeah let's just um at the top of this as always we're going to spoil season three of stranger things. So if you still haven't seen yeah. that skip ahead, we'll talk right. about movies and stuff. Right. Uh, let me just get it, get out of the way early. The stuff I didn't like. Okay. And then we can focus on the positives after that. Um, there was a lot of relationship stuff and I, I get it. They're the character, they're the main characters of this show. Yeah. Um, that got old pretty, pretty quickly. Um, I didn't love a lot of what they did with Hopper this season. He was very smug and condescending yeah. in a way that was a bummer for me because I really liked that character. Obviously, yep. maybe not obviously, but as a guy in his late 30s with a beard uh, who who went to Gen Con cosplaying as, yes. as <laughs> Hopper last right. year, I, I like this character. There's a lot of, you know, sort of Ron Swanson-esque uh, sensibilities to that character. And he was just yeah. kind of a dick this season. Yeah. He uh, really and was. And and, and that, that was kind of a me out. Um, I,
1: d- I dug him the first couple episodes because he was, he was developing his relationship. He was yeah, wanting you, to, you saw to the her. frustration.
0: Basically the pivot was after he has his quote unquote conversation with Mike and yes. is then fully self-satisfied about the outcome, even though he's just, you know, completely devastated these two young people's lives for the rest of the right. season. Uh, right. That that annoyed me, and it's you know we have more information than Hopper does, but uh, yeah. that that still was a bummer to watch.
1: That, that was still around the same episode because that one or the very next one is also when he got stood up, and that's also when his character just changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He went like off the rails with stuff. Yeah, and, uh, and his his whole plot line moved extremely faster than I thought, or I guess him and um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Joyce went on the writers. Joyce Joyce's whole part in this show was just so weird mm-hmm. because it it i know they have a history of crazy things happening but like he barges into the mayor's office <laughs> and just starts beating him and and putting him like whoa this is a did you a big thing to did, do did you
0: recognize uh uh red yeah, pirate uh, roberts Dread pirate robert yeah Wesley, and
1: which, which he he was he was a good you know terrible
0: um, he plays a Mayer. convincing sort of Weasley mare. the yeah. The last thing um, that I didn't I didn't care for um, is there was too much of uh, um, shoot the little girl, what's her Hell? name? Erica. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Like her stuff in season two was funny. A lot of her stuff in this season three was funny and toward the end with her, her conversations with um Dustin with Dustin were good. But so much of that, I was like, come on, you're, this is too much. Well, you're, I kept, I kept wanting doing this stereotype. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kept
1: wanting, I kept wanting, like, especially the first half with her, I kept thinking like, Man, I hope she gets her come up come up and man, I hope she this girl gets put in her place. And they didn't, like they kind the, of made her want ice of them. cream
0: samples and stuff, and I'm oh, like
1: yeah. no, this is this is too much. Like he, you are you are a terrible person and I don't <laughs> like you, right? Um and, and she I don't she, of course her, her thing is not lovable, but I don't know if she really even got likable. Right? They they tried to force it with you're a nerd thing, but yeah, it never that helped a little bit. But, but that yeah. that felt forced too like Dustin was kind of forcing this on her when she was adamant about it the whole time. Uh,
0: and doesn't uh is it Will gives her the D&D stuff at the yeah. end? Yeah, right. of this the finale of the this season. Right. And that was that was nice. Right. Um so yeah, that stuff that stuff out of the way. Um I didn't like stuff- I didn't like the I didn't
1: like the sacrifice the Hopper thing. I I thought that was
0: Oh, I'm kind of lame. I'm, didn't have 90%, it, I'm 90% sure he's not dead. Okay. Like it just did not have the emotional impact. No, that, and it was that, like off screen. And I'm like, this guy's been so much of a jerk all season. I have a hard time even feeling bad. Yeah. And then I'm I'm pretty sure that he's not dead because they, they cut to the Russian prison and they say that like, not the American. And I'm like, Oh, either that's Hopper or we're very much supposed to think that it's
1: Hopper. Yeah. Cause it it just like, they they don't resolve anything with him and Joyce. They, they just really don't. And they're, and they're leaning heavily into it all season and nothing happens. And they just, um, yeah. And it's
0: just this, like, what's his name? The, who's the, the paranoia guy. Oh, I
1: don't know, but he's, he was the standout guy. I think this, this season he was pretty good.
0: He did a lot of that same stuff that he did with, uh, with Nancy and Jonathan in season two, where yeah. he's playing matchmaker, yeah. kind of stuff. Which, which was um, pretty
1: good. He was pretty good. I, I liked him. I, I, he had, he had the most believable thing, like when Alexi died, and, you know, yeah, that was the most believable yeah. kind of thing. That so was all really good. I, I liked I for my negatives to get to before you get to the positives was that sure. a, a lot of things felt forced. And I think a lot of, it was a lot of the relationships felt forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, same way you said that kind of really just uh, on me, uh, Nancy and Jonathan were fine, but felt just blah.
0: Um, I mean, I said this in season two from the time when they sleep together in season two and with, uh, I'm not going to remember that guy's name. Um, Steve, like, no, no, the, the, the conspiracy guy doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, him, yeah. Um, they do that and then Jonathan becomes completely boring the whole rest of the season.
1: He and he's he is pretty boring the rest of the time. He
0: di- yeah, he never really got interesting uh in this season and they've got all the characters involved, nobody's missing um and they did this like sort of four part thing kind of like they do uh Star Trek episodes where there are two stories going in parallel. They had these four separate groups yeah. all searching for this information and you're like okay eventually these guys are going to meet up and compare notes and figure out what the heck's going on but for now we got to watch them go on their separate quests right right
1: which was nice. was a night it did have a good resolution in the last ep- it took to the last episode where they all come together and it's like they intentionally make a scene of it like all together at once uh, yeah which which yeah. was which was nice um but the uh, I, I will say so though what else did you have? The, I, I the, this negative part thing is man the kids are getting annoying. I I still yeah. love Dustin, he's good, but the kids are not interesting anymore. They're just they're being more jerks to each other than anything, um, and I'm like oh that's not cool. And then I also the the lead kid is just become overbearing to me. Like uh, is it Mike? Yeah, he is. He just yells at all of his friends and. Mm-hmm. It's all about, like, I am obsessed with her, and I'm a jerk, and I only want this thing. And they never, <laughs> again, really resolve any of that either. Uh, so, and w- Will Byers was probably fine. Also, Steve, like, man, that, that guy has got, like, a terrible, terrible go of it in this in this series. Like, he, he got his girlfriend stolen from him because he was a bad guy. Now he gets redeemed, but then he's just, like... Wearing
0: a sailor suit the whole show—that that sailor suit really just like every scene. Like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm still like, wearing that sailor suit.
1: Jeez, you know, that poor poor guy. Um, I did like. Okay, so that's that's probably the, the negatives okay. with it. Yeah, um, I, I liked positive things I liked about it. Uh, obviously, I think that the Never Ending Story song was amazing, and I
0: listened to it again and again. Um, I said early on. When they were doing that that bit with Dustin's girlfriend, I was yeah. like, if they don't show us... Uh, what's her name? Uh, um, Susie? Is it Susie Poo? Susie. Yeah. If if they don't show us Susie, I'm going to be really disappointed. I'm going <laughs> to be right. really disappointed if this ends up to be an actual imaginary girlfriend. Because that yeah. is lame. That's a low blow. And then when they do introduce her, she is pretty cute. Yeah. The glasses and stuff. And... Of course, for me, being a huge nerd, like, they start singing, and I'm like, okay, the Duffer brothers clearly give zero Fs about how radios work. And <laughs> exactly. that's been true from the beginning, right? Like, season one, they're riding around on bikes, Dustin's wearing a headset, and so he's talking, but I'm like, they're walkie-talkies, they're still pushed to talk, they're yeah. still...
1: Right. um
0: half duplex communication only one person can talk at a time that's why they say over whenever they're done talking you cannot sing to someone a duet over the radio (laughs) it's not how the force works right
1: yeah and it didn't
0: it didn't matter it just it
1: needed to be awesome when it It was was cute and
0: adorable when they when they get to the last episode and you hear that, that song again i was like what are they doing this again but it's not it's them uh you know teasing dustin and that was funny
1: which was great um the i i, I like i liked max she they didn't do enough with her i liked that she uh her,
0: she was her, her interaction own. with with l was all really i mean it was really good it's, it was frustrating to watch some kind of deal with this this relationship in weird immature ways but of course they're 14 they are 14 i mean right. you said i think they're 14 somewhere around there they're right around there yeah
1: millie bobby brown um, i think it's like 15 ish now so she was
0: probably yeah you, know. you you said that about the kids getting annoying and i think if anybody was paying attention they kind of anticipated this right you yeah. started a show with a bunch of 10 year olds like they're going to become teenagers they're going to become you know they're going to grow into being awkward you know teenagers right um but i, I can't say they would have of,
1: anticipated it being as big as it was the one going you know
0: I yeah, I mean that. that's only the actor's aging natural process. The writing right. is a whole yeah. different thing. But it reminded me of when we watched uh, Stand by Me. Oh
1: yeah. Okay. And
0: he's like, you know, I never I never had any friends since like the ones I had when I was twelve. Right. You know, they, and, oh, right. They're growing we, out of that. Right. We said that like you you go into this change of phase of life and it's impossible to stay to stay the same. People change and then you get all this conflict, all that drama. They they do a lot of that with Will. Right. Like yeah. Will, you know, missed out on big chunks of his childhood being, you know, gone in season one and possessed in season two
1: yeah. uh,
0: to where, you know, he's still he's you know, he's the only one without a girlfriend. And he's, he you know, wants to have to, be a kid thing, kind of. And then and then Dustin comes back and he's he's been gone and he's excluded, but in a different way than Will. And he and Will can't even commiserate because he's got this, you know. Girlfriend, everybody thinks is imaginary, in Utah. And right,
1: yeah, I th- I think yeah. that Dust- Dustin was the best of the kids, and they separated him away from the kids. Sure, and, and that to they me made the kids more annoying because like you you, you you had you took the heart and soul of them away, All right? And then you you're just left with the jerks, and they're mistreating the girls, and the girls are on their own thing. So it's like okay, now you've got the people that suck together. And I just and I didn't like that. But on the other hand, Dustin again was great, and that the actor Mm -hmm. was great. The thing with Susie was a good acting thing too, because he didn't play it up like he's he's making this up, or he didn't try to lead us on anything. He was very much matter of fact that Susie's my girlfriend. She's a real thing. It's it was never a question. It was it felt like she was real to me. Right. And and I know it's because a lot of times actors will, you know, if they're doing an imaginary girlfriend type thing. They'll kind of, you know, stammer or, or like make act like it sound like they're making things up, but Mm -hmm. this was very much like a real thing. And the actor played it that way. And it was a real thing. Uh, So, which made me feel the whole time that it that she was real. And, and I knew it, it.
0: And it fits with Dustin's kind of, you know, he had a moment of, of self doubt at the end of season two, where he, you know, takes some of Steve's advice and it sort of backfires on him, but then he, he bounces back and he's, you know, been away at camp. So he has that whole, um, that whole thing the stuff with the kids he's still my favorite Dustin is for sure for sure for sure he the kids were some of that was kind of frustrating I think I gave Mike more benefit of the doubt because I knew or at least thought I knew what had transpired between him and Hopper and I'm like he's doing this he's lying to her but it's not it's not for himself. Like Hopper's making him do this. And that made me more frustrated with Hopper, but well, a little bit sorta-
1: because seriously, like Mike and L were the biggest douchebags ever. Like and Mike was the worst. Sure. Like they, they're sitting in front of Hopper and talking oh, about Oh yeah him. yeah. That, I and, mean I'm not and saying and they're running him down and they're, then yeah. they just being like the... someone needed to put those kids in their place. See that that was my take when Hopper did his thing I was like Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah no, run that I, I'm kid with you. Down. I'm
0: with you 100% on that. When when they're interacting before that that yeah. altercation I was like oh somebody needs to knock this kid down a peg and then right. of course they don't really show you what happens but you know they give you all the setup for it when he when he puts him in the car and mm-hmm. and they take off and you're like, okay, now he's now he's not allowed to, but he decides to you know, sort of take that bullet for himself and lie to her instead of yeah. instead of, you know, throwing Hopper under the bus, which is a weird sort of thing i don't know i don't know how many 14 year olds would actually do that
1: but clearly this this was me looking at this from a dad standpoint that's like you know if if my kid would ever treat me like that or like they're making out in the room by themselves and then they get they scream at their dad for telling them not to kiss in front of him i'm like okay at any time this parent can say you're never seeing this kid again and those kids were just to say the word dicks Sure. Um, so, so that again throughout Mike, and even when Mike got called out by Hopper, he kept calling Hopper crazy and insane. I'm like, did you not realize that you're a little jerk? That you're <laughs> you are just a jerk. Um, well,
0: and I think for me, you know, whatever, not yeah. being a parent, and I <laughs> am notorious in my family for for trying to look at things from all sides. Sure. Obviously, Hopper's relationship with Elle is complicated because he's not really her dad, you're right? And she sure. has this, you know, really. um troubled uh past with her Mm -hmm. the guy she called papa Papa. wasn't Mm -hmm. i don't think was actually her father biologically either um and knowing seeing that um uh mike's parents are kind of checked out yeah right his mom is flirting with steve for the whole first couple episodes and the dad is is there he's paying attention to the baby so they give him a little bit but in the first couple seasons he's just the stereotypical 80's um, dad. That yeah them checked time. out 80s dad yeah right yeah so
1: i i guess i get that and, and this i know he keeps we can't go back to the negative stuff but I, so i do sure. want to go back to some positive uh the, beyond that the boring ish first like the monsters were cool i liked the whole zombie thing because they were it allowed the the upside down to communicate with mm-hmm. the audience like they mm-hmm. he, it was like this uh who was it the mind flayer was is like this big the big bad of the series it seems which by the way they didn't get rid of him they just closed the door right. he's still on the other side which again ma- makes this ultimate evil have a identifiable kind of personality malevolence you know mm-hmm. um and and the 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 rats and the people melting were sufficiently horrorful, you know, terrifying type stuff, right. which is very cool. Um, I liked Billy way better than I liked Billy. And, you know, he was good. I mean, he was a good bad guy, like not in the villain he was last season, but like in a evil dude, like terrifying, scary kind of way.
0: Yeah. And they yeah. they gave him a good send off, which is part of also why I believe Hopper's not dead, because he basically died off screen. Oh, where right, yeah. you know Billy gets stabbed by all the things and stuff, and still has time to apologize in his in his last breaths.
1: Yeah, and he and he gets the, they gets the whole mom thing, like when he sees his mom and Elle share. That was really nice. That was really good. Yeah, right. Because I always felt like in season two, Billy had more, and you did see it at the end. Besides just being an incredibly terrible person, he like you find out his dad's beaten him, and he's got some real trauma to to who he is but it's just in the last episode do they even touch on it so this season really allowed that character to have like a whole story and an ending and an arc and i was like that that was good i so i really enjoyed that they gave billy that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um the um i like the the old lady like she was funny because she was just like no big deal this crazy rat um, and then she, you know, when she turns into a pile of goose. Oh, right, like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, That's that was crazy.
0: Funny.
1: Right. So anyway, uh, I, I did, I did like a lot of those things. I did like all the monsters. Like even when they like formed to make the mini monsters, were pretty neat. Um L's cutting the or pulling the gunk out of her leg was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I thought L was pretty cool. It's neat that they. Granted, they're taking her superpowers away, but it was neat that you had like a superhero in the movie, and she was well aware that she was a superhero and used her superhero powers. Yeah, you know, which was pretty cool. Um, instead of like, oh, what can she do? Maybe was this mysterious thing? She was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I got this. You know?
0: Yeah. So what what was some, some things you liked about it this this year? I mean, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff you mentioned the uh, the twist with. Uh, the girl in the ice cream shop was unexpected. I think it was, Mm -hmm. it was handled in a, in a way that felt progressive without being revisionist. Right. Right. Like Steve is, is pretty okay with it, but not like fully okay in the way that I've seen, you know, some like Victorian era dramas and stuff where it's just like, everybody knows and they're, like oh you know it's not like everybody didn't know it, in a way that it's completely unrealistic to the think kind of attitudes period. that the people right. had in that time. Right. Um, yeah. Overall, overall, it was it was good.
1: What'd you What'd you think of uh, that character? I can't well, I can't remember her name, but her being a, an addition to the show
0: was she. It was good. It a gave guy? a little. It gave a little counterpoint to the standard. What was the standard in season two, Steve Dustin buddy cop, uh, side plot.
1: Yeah, I, I did. I did like the Steve Dustin buddy cop thing all, this season and last, um, this season took a little bit to get into it because they were really making, but they it went into it, got into it when she got into it. Right. And like, so it became like this three partner type thing, but then they threw the other sister in and that was sucky. Um, but the, yeah, all the
0: truth I, serum stuff I knew was probably going to be hilarious. And it was, Yeah,
1: which it was pretty, that was pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I, I liked, I liked all that. I think the weakest parts with those, all those stories was definitely, uh, um, Jonathan and Nancy that yeah. it just felt very like, ugh, we could have done without this and okay. They're actors.
0: They're in the show, but do we really need any of this? They, yeah. they could, they could be written out like next season. Both of those characters could be away at college or whatever. And it, it would be fine.
1: Yeah. It would not have mattered. I'm as a matter of fact, they had their good story arc in season two. Yep. Let them be finished. <laughs> and and I know actors have want jobs and all that kind of stuff. Contracts but and whatever. The, the store, the story was served with them and, and they, they are not that big. Of, and all we had now was this year with Nancy being frustrated with eighties, you know, sexism and, and showing how terrible it was.
0: Oh yeah. That was, man. I know I don't want to keep going back to the negatives, but the like the newspaper office room full of arrogant old boys club got Mm -hmm. old. Like the first scene I was like, man, or the first time they did it, I was like, oh, this is over the top. It's that like, oh, is the is the message you're trying to say that uh, establishment men in the 80s were misogynists? We got it. Like, yeah hit us over the head with that hammer a little harder and then they did like two or three more scenes like that and i'm like come on this is so tired Can right and, just... and
1: it wasn't just over the top it was over the top like in two or three scenes like guess it was in several scenes and i was like yeah okay to a, if to
0: it, a comical degree
1: right if, if if anyone was even in the 80s was that un like horrible of a, a thing it would get around that you right, know, no right. one works there or the is,
0: the you know. scenes in the mall when they show all the people and it's 1985 so they're you know fully into the 80s aesthetic they They're past the you know the earlier yeah. seasons were still had a lot of holdovers from the 70s um i was like oh this feels it feels more like you know a sorority bar crawl 80s 80s themed bar crawl than the actual 80s but when i think back to like some of the stuff that my sisters wore or my cousins or Mm -hmm. you know family photos kind of stuff i'm like this is not that far off like there's probably more makeup than you know my mom ever wore but right that's you know she was a mom like my cousin definitely did i'm like it's it's, right it's not it's not too far off you go back and watch the the 2015 uh sequences in back to the future part two
1: Oh yeah. No, I I liked the L the eighties L in this one that better than the the Emo L. Emo or L, the yeah. Goth L or whatever that she was, was, that, that that was thing. I liked her much better than this one. Um the the, the mall thing, uh that that was felt another Duffer Brothers, you know, um never ending story stuff to me too. It's like, okay, the Russians are bought a mall <laughs> to do what, you know, and they, not only that, they like are successful at their mall business and are pulling t- right. things from the town i'm like okay maybe they bought like a an abandoned strip mall but they wouldn't put their huge investment in. it just felt really like okay it's sure want- it's convenient but it, it plays convenient. into that
0: like the mall was a you know sort of a new thing that we were like we're gonna have all these stores and it's all here and you can go inside and then it's all inside and uh um, yeah.
1: And, and and it's okay. It it literally was the Duffer brothers saying, Hey, what's something about the eighties that was I remember we, a lot? Oh we the mall.
0: We haven't used yet. Yeah.
1: The mall and Russians. Oh yeah, let's let's do that. Which is great. Uh our friend Aaron made a like a little snide comment, which is one hundred percent true. It's like, Hey, did you get your eighties nostalgia out? I'm like, Yeah, that's really what this is. It was from the beginning, and that's okay. And that's <laughs> you know? okay. That's okay. Um, so Sydney loves stranger things like a billion times. It's her, like one of her <laughs> favorite shows of all time. Sure. And she's gone at her mom's and I don't think she's watched it all yet. Um, so I'm excited to have her come back and watch it and see what she thinks of it. Cause she's a really good critic for me to, or a litmus test, or whatever to see if, you know, if it's bad, if it's not good enough. She, she will lose interest. If it's great, she will watch it a million times. I think she's right. going to like this one a whole lot because I did. I think final verdict for me on that one is I, season three was definitely a improvement over a season two. It was a fun time. Eight episodes was great. Good on them for sticking to just like eight episodes and telling the story. Sure. And not like 13 to 20. <laughs> right. Right. So that, that's, that should be as much as we complain about them, like it's two or three episodes too much. This one did not do
0: that right right there were some the last couple episodes had some sequences where i was like oh, come on let's uh let's oh, keep, sure. this, keep the story moving especially because it was late and we were like let's just get through the story they'd spend you know, i agree six minutes on a on some kind of you know uh, emotion uh, like relationship tension standoff and you're like
1: i oh. uh, not like a uh,
0: discovery that does that when they're like all going to die and they talk 20 minutes right (laughs) all right i i also want to talk about the hbo miniseries chernobyl but in the interest of time so we don't cut this we should first talk about our weekly challenge okay so this is a good one all right this week's challenge yeah this is a i when i call everything a classic this is a you know bucket list (laughs) poster presumably almost they're all gonna be classical gonna be a classic this is the 2016 uh boston irish mobster film uh by martin scorsese the departed
1: wait this wasn't 2016 was it yes no way
0: i'm looking at imdb right now
1: that is somebody's lying to you there's wow (laughs)
0: 2016 that's only three years ago no no oh
1: did i say 16
0: you said 16. I was like, that's okay. no
1: way. I know. I'm
0: doing my my personal timeline. 2006. With. It's 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 late, Mike. It's been a it's been a long day. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, a, a as always, we're going to talk spoilers. If you haven't seen this, uh skip to the end. We'll do final judgments and I can guarantee you they're going to be positive. Yeah. Um this is a story set in Boston, um sometime in the past, as they say in the in the title sc- screen. And man, this is a star-studded cast, yeah. I gonna, um, you know
1: that phrase gets said a lot, and you can see movies that says "boom, boom, 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 boom." They're showing all the stars. This one is star-studded, and everyone in it shines. And
0: and there are some, there may be some actors in here that were relatively less well known at the time, but even not really that that much. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, um, Alec Baldwin, like. All of these yeah. guys—that's yeah. um, and... the Avengers, right there. I mean, <laughs> there's just so many. Right. The the yeah, w- white guy mafia Avengers.
1: Right. The the uh, and the story is from front to back, great, paced well. You you have feelings in every one of these actors' faces and emotions in every scene. And it just is one long build-up. I mean, and the way through, it ends is just dramatic.
0: You go through it, and you're like, "Who am I? Who am I rooting for in this in this scenario?" Because they're right. you know, some of them are clearly good guys, and some are clearly bad guys. But all of everybody is all acting kind of the same. Like, there's not there's not that much good in the good guys, and there's not. I mean, there is bad, but. You know, they're they're just working under different sets of rules.
1: I mean, I I think I was definitely cheering Leonardo on the whole movie. Yeah, of course. Because that just so much with his character is amazing. Um, And and I'll tell you, if people who know me and have been listening to the show will know that this this ending sounds like something that would make me hate the movie but it I loved it. I mean I love it, it I loved it. It it had it had all the resolutions we needed especially with the Jack Nicholson character. All the resolution you needed. And then that surprise like just murder shots, you know, coming out of nowhere and you're like, "What?" They just is you know, he's dead and then it happens and then another one yeah, after I, another
0: one. I had seen this some years before and the the deaths were more spread out than I remembered. It felt like to me something where like bam bam in a couple of like two minutes some 12 characters get get off or whatever it's it's more relaxed than that but you get to the end of the movie and everybody's everybody's dead yeah uh,
1: and and well and that sometimes would bother me but this is a perfect example of like i still felt completed in the journeys of these characters yeah even if they ended in death it you know again the jack nicholson got uh his comeuppance i guess you'd right. say and and then the other guy kind of got his revenge for the life uh leonardo di caprio got his revenge for the life of what he got put through and matt damon got his just desserts by being killed and not getting to live you know off scot-free yeah. so everyone got what they deserved kinda or yeah. what they
0: needed or a completion and, and i said that I said that you're not sure what who to root for, and that's not, that's not really true. I mean, you understand from the beginning, you know, Jack Nicholson is the mob boss. He's mm-hmm. recruited Matt Damon's character at a young age and gets him in the police force. And so he's there, and he's the rat. He's the mob's rat in the police station. Right. And Leonardo DiCaprio is the undercover informant. He's the police's rat in the mob organization. Yeah. Um, and so Matt Damon is clearly the second villain, right? He's yeah. in there and he's, he's tipping Jack Nicholson off every time they're they're The cops try to catch him. Right. But in the, in those scenes, in those sequences, you're watching and you're like, Oh man, is he going to, is he going to get caught trying to t-? like, you don't really want him to get caught, but obviously you do. He's bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But you get, you get a little bit of that, Uh, conflict i had forgotten how much of the um how much the the doctor the psychologist is part of this story i forgot how closely involved with both of these guys she was because it's the story is primarily about these two guys each you know undercover informants for for each 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 other side side. and they both end up involved with this same woman right um, which is an interesting twist
1: yeah, and, and then how that kind of crosses over was, oh, yeah. Again, every time I say that, I even mention scenes in this movie, I kind of have that, not chill moment, but that like, oh, this is so good. Or, oh, that's that's so well done. And and it does have to, a lot to do with writing, all aspects, directing, acting from everyone. And this, this is by far my number one crime movie or like gangster mobster kind of movie and there's a lot of great ones that i like this one is this one is the top of of all of them um and that's saying a lot Uh, and and this would probably crack my top 10 movies of all time even Hmm. Uh, it's it's that good i mean because it's it's kind of like just the perfect movie and it has and i keep going back to the ending it has the completion of the things that you want to have happen and a surprise and a not happy ending it doesn't have to have right. a happy You're ending, right. you know, and, and you there's more like the guy that like, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character just walks away, which when he walks away, he shoots the dude and he's in like he's got booties on because like he knows what he's doing. He's I'm like that know, is he's,
0: he's set up like a serial killer and he's not, yeah. you know, his character is is like he has one moment of genuine uh, one genuine moment with Leonardo DiCaprio's character. And other than that, he's just also a jerk the whole movie I'm trying to right. thats too mild of a word, but right. we'd like to keep the podcast clean. Right. Um,
1: but he really is. And, but the thing is that you always get the feeling that he's one of those guys that will be there to the end of your day. And if you get killed wrongfully, he'll go murder your avenge your death. He's, right. you still feel as a complete jerk. You are, if you can make it through his hell week, he's going to, he's going to be your, he's, like,
0: he's got your, your back. back.
1: Right. Which he did. And that's why yeah. it was so great at the end. It's like, yeah, this guy was true to his word even to the very end where he would murder the guy for doing that.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. they then they wrap up the movie with the rat. The one thing that should rat, prob- which is great, yeah. which uh, should probably be said, it's, uh, you know, things judged in and out of their time. This is a movie made in 2006, which was already already felt like a time that we should have been. Uh, more sensitive to this kind of stuff, but there's a lot of basically hate speech, um, homophobic and, and racist, especially against Italians. Um, I I
1: think I actually, I think that that was intentional. I think because I remember when it it came out
0: and it's, it's threading the line kind of like we, you know, we talked about Deadwood um, of like being authentic versus, you know, sort of glorifying that kind of, kind of, behavior in an era when it was more prevalent but if you're uh, if you haven't watched it you shouldn't be listening to this part of our show because we spoiled the whole ending but if you're sensitive to that kind of thing this might not be the movie for you
1: that's true for sure because because it it's crazy enough to say is that i i live in a town that is a very liberal town it's
0: progressive for
1: sure yeah progressive i don't like that term but it's a very leftist kind of town it's it's got and and the thing is is that there's people are politically correct and a lot of things they do and say and it's a lot of mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um but i can tell you the majority of america and the world are not so sensitive and politically correct and everything right the most of them, the majority of america is what like departed is still today and that movie was made in 2006 and i remember having the feeling of like oh that's not right but i also felt like oh that is actually like The, the mobsters in Boston aren't going to care about being, you know, ethically or sensitive to racial things or to, sure. It's like they they, don't give a darn.
0: And they do that with the whole, um, cranberry juice. uh, Exactly.
1: Exactly. So, so it felt like authentic to me, you know, like not right, of course. And, but again, your politics aren't going to tell anyone to, you know, that's in the mob. To stop treating women no, to start right. treating and, women well and, and, and you know,
0: no yeah, and i'm not I'm not saying that it's not it just for the no I agree for the it listener, just, and, and so yes, for sure i i guess i'll put the I'll put the split earlier in this, though I should have said yep. final judgments and then added that disclaimer, but um, mm-hmm. final judgments, uh I think I know where you're gonna land on this, you know, um I could, I could watch this movie, I think it deserves to watch multiple times mul- multiple multiple viewings, i think. Having a vague sense for where the story was going helped me. I did watch this movie in like three sittings. And so there were times where I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get tired. I need to pause this. Yeah, I, I see that. Come back to it tomorrow. I I ran out of time late in the week and uh, David and his family came up there riding with us down to Gen Con. And mm. so it's been a little crazy. Well, last here, last but. week
1: I said like I hadn't seen it in a while and it's one that I, I'm not sure if I should see again and again. But So I'm glad I watched it because I do have that feeling of the – watch it multiple times because now as i watch it again after not seeing it for many years i think it was just as good as impactful it was as it was before
0: yeah Um, and there's a lot of good uh i say good with quotes um some good humor from mark Wahlberg and alec baldwin yeah and a little bit from matt damon where they're just you know boom boom rapid fire lines and you're like oh that's that's good that's funny like it's, it's all terrible things to say but it's funny
1: and I and I love seeing these actors to remind me that why these actors today are seen as some of the best actors mm-hmm. around. Because like, oh, yeah, they do this kind of work. Right? They don't it's not they don't get the reputation they have just because they have a reputation. It's because they, it's well earned.
0: Um and even uh the the girl, the woman who played the uh psychologist, psychiatrist, yep. um so many of her her lines, her sequences, she did a lot of what we call, what I call face acting. Or, yeah. you know, somebody says, and she's, you can see on her face, where she's like, wait a day. And then she realizes that it's a joke and is all there uh, on her face and her expressions. It's all really good.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it's, that's not something that you can just like direct really or right. do. It's just the actor or actresses just have it. And they mm-hmm. are in it, so yeah, love it. Yeah, you, how do you feel? Like, what's your final judgment on this thing?
0: Um, I think if you're if you're not bothered by the the rough humor, then this mm-hmm. is definitely a multiple watch movie.
1: Yeah, and you're right. That's that's a really good way to say that. Like, it because it it is a grown up movie. I would say that's that's <laughs> that that makes it sound like I'm offended. Because people don't like it, but yeah, if you can't. If you, that is a problem, Dennis is right. That it, you should watch it once still, but it probably yeah. Won't and be I'm not gonna to
0: if if you're bothered by something like that, it's not for me to say that you shouldn't be. That's yeah, that's up to sure. you. I agree. Right.
1: Cool. Okay. So what do we got ne- next week? Is um, I think we saw this one earlier. Uh,
0: let's let's go it? a little lighter and yeah, uh, we're gonna watch Airplane. Yeah,
1: so we um, talked about that coming up here pretty soon. This is so. a
0: this is a Mel Brooks, isn't it? I don't think so. No, I don't believe in no, It's uh But it's Leslie Nielsen.
1: It's Leslie Nielsen. Ugh, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> yeah, th- this is...
0: That's this movie.
1: This That's this movie. This is... I'm I'm excited because we haven't watched a... Shall we say dumb movie since okay. like Life of Brian, maybe? Um, yeah. And, and it's nice to... I, I like having that. It, we, you know, we're following it right up with such a heavy, thick, heady movie. Um,
0: I mean, we've got... We've got Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction coming. I oh. think we're going to have to sh- spread that stuff around. So yeah, this, this a... is
1: this is good. We get some airplane. It's a good spot for airplanes. So we, we get some Gen Con. Maybe we can even throw it up yeah. at some Gen Con so, or something.
0: Sometime this week with Gen Con, we got to watch this. So I figured to pick something light. That, that's a good idea. Okay, so excited right. for that. Do you want to talk about Chernobyl? we got about 10, Sure. 12 minutes sure. left.
1: I, 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 I'm going to say... This show, I was not uh, going to watch. I It just didn't pique my interest. It's set mm-hmm. I have this thing with the 80s and the 70s that, maybe not so much the 80s, but mainly the 70s, where I'm like, it's just not an era that I like the aesthetic of a lot. Okay. Um, and it, so it was kind of a turn off thing. And it's the Cold so you War, and it felt classic, like, okay, it's going to be Russians and Americans and... And I was wrong. I was yeah, wrong so
0: so we're talking about the HBO miniseries uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. It,
1: it's so it was, it was all those. It was
0: all those things.
1: It had all, this, all the all the stuff that I said. But the well, uh, I'll, I'm going to put our well.
0: usual spoiler. These are historic okay. events that you can look up and see. But the yeah. the way that they tell this story and the way that these elements are revealed is would be a little bit spoiled if you hear about it before watching it. So if you're Intending on watching this, I think, well, I'll just say at the start that you have any, if you have any interest in all at all in seeing it, you definitely should. should. Uh, it's short. It's,
1: it's a short, it's like four episodes or something like that. It's not it's long. It's five episodes. Five, it's
0: yeah. a little over five, five and a half hours long total. I think most of the episodes are a solid hour. So, yeah. um, yeah. it's not a, it's not a big commitment, but it's boy, it's, it's very well made.
1: Yeah. I, so I, as I was watching it, I kept doing this and I kept knowing the entire time you probably were doing this was, did you, did you spend a lot of time on the internet as the things were happening? Like, is this happen? Is this real? Is that a thing? I was a little
0: bit eventually. And I just started listening to the podcast, which I'll link in the show notes. Um, I'm not sure who produced this podcast, probably HBO, but they got the, um, the show creator, executive producer, uh, Craig Mazin and, um, Peter Seagal from NPR's Wait Wait Don't Tell Me mm-hmm. uh, and he just interviews the executive producer and talks about they ask all those questions like was this like this? Was this like this? And there's an episode of the podcast for each episode of the show. I've only listened to the first two but it's really good it's been really good to get all of those questions answered. Uh, for yes. me I got to about I think episode three when they focus a lot on um Oh, the wife. What was her name?
1: I can't remember, but I, I didn't know her name the whole time. But I know
0: who you're talking about. Yeah, there's there's a young couple, and I was like, man, this is this is rough. Why are we why are we being subjected to this? Um, she's actually right. top billed, uh, Ludmila. Ludmila. Lud- okay. Lud- I cannot pronounce Russian names. I don't know why I bother trying. <laughs> They're all Russian um, names, so I was like, that lady or that guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, she and her husband is a fi- was a firefighter. Um, this historical historical this woman was real is real is still living um and so that was a that was the thing i was like oh well this is why um she also wrote a book voices of chernobyl that um was a major inspiration for this story in the way it was in the way it was told yeah um and so that's why they in the you know a couple episodes they focus a lot on her character and the actions that she, that she took. Yeah. I
1: I think that when I um, was watching it, I will say that I was kind of interested in that storyline, but it it was after, as it went on, that was an example of why I was glad it was only five episodes. Like, I think I, we all need to see this. We all need to see what happens to real people and families, especially like what her husband goes through, like his transformation to a, crazy zombie lich thing you know like wow and that's so right. friggin' real it was terrifying that was important yeah. and i'm glad that when they did that then they kind
0: of ended that right they're yeah. like that there was like, just that was there was just enough of that yeah. how did you feel about um the characters all for the most part speaking english with english accents
1: the english accents bugged me a little bit actually i was i mean just felt I know it's fine. It's, it, they
0: should be speaking Russian and subtitled, really. Um, well, right. And so then it's, yeah, they, they in the podcast, they talk about this a little bit. What they didn't want, what they really didn't want was what he calls Boris and Natasha. He didn't want oh, yeah. uh, English, people speaking English with Russian accents with Russian accent. because it, it becomes almost comical right. really easily. And you're telling such a serious, somber story that they're like, we can't. We can't do that, and yeah. obviously the alternative is to do it all in Russian, and then you've got to have a whole cast of really good Russian-speaking actors, which is probably a challenge, right? And
1: so it, it was fine. Also, the British accent, as much as I don't like to admit it, like kind of has an air of studiousness or an, uh, to it, like yeah,
0: you know I mean? it's this, it's this kind of. There are other things like this. It's like when you you know, there's a, a, a story that's historical or um for example on Battlestar Galactica, um, the Gaius Baltar character has an English accent. Right. And he's but he's very educated. Yeah. In a way that most of the rest of the characters are civilians or military. Right. And they don't have that accent. And so it's that you get a little bit of that to a show made for an and targeted for Americans, we hear that and we're like, "Oh, it's we understand everything they're saying, but it's just a little bit different." Yes, um, so you get a little bit of that other sense, and maybe also a little bit of the of the class thing. This was co-produced um, by HBO and Sky, which is a English mm-hmm. uh, television company. Yeah, and so it's probably for both audiences, but of course for an English. English, English uh, audience. I'm sure that they just, yeah, it's English and it sounds English right. and maybe they have their own version of um, generic English accent. The way that all of our, like the uh, people on the news all sound like they're from Ohio. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's just like the Phenomenal. generic accent. Yeah. That I, I, I think that uh, pinpointed, I think
1: after probably the first episode, I, I stopped pe- noticing it. Right. It was just mm-hmm, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um I so this this was pretty eye opening. I I mean I did not know all of the things about Chernobyl. I knew it was a, you know, right. really bad thing that happened with the nuclear stuff. It could have been even worse, but you know, saved last minute. But man, you know the the uh, world ramifications D- did you remember- of this one place is like terrifying, right?
0: Do you remember when this happened?
1: I do remember it happening. I was too little to really remember much of it, but I remember there being stuff about nuclear stuff in Russia, which actually was a lot. I mean, it's crazy enough to say like use the words nuclear and missiles and Russia was always said when I was a kid, when that, that age, when that stuff was coming in. So I, I remember it being on the news about, um, a cloud going over Europe. That's something that I remember. And and it had to do with nuclear stuff, but that was the extent of it as a kid. Yeah. As a kid,
0: yeah. Um, I just I just wondered. I know that I remember. I remember one of the shuttle. There weren't there two shuttles. Oh, I remember that the, exploded. Yeah. It,
1: well, yes, Challenger was the one I remember from the most from a kid, and then there was the. Um, I want to say, Columbia. Dis- Columbia.
0: Columbia. Yeah, I think Columbia is the one I remember because I think the first one was in like '86. Yeah, I
1: and I definitely remember that i was i that was on my birthday or like the day after my birthday and i stayed Mm. home mom let me stay home to watch the (laughs) shuttle take off and that was still back when i mean it was starting to wane in its popularity but i still loved watching the shuttle take off yeah of course Um, so it blowing up was a something i'll never ever forget um um, so anyway, the, the show, it, it was not just well acted, well done, it was also paced kind of well, and mm-hmm. the, the ending, i when I was about ready the the show to wrap up and to move on, it felt like it could go on They give kind of a little twist in the last episode with like the main character who you think is the best good guy is kind of a bad guy. You know what I mean like he he was part of the team that knew this problem could happen and they were like meh right and he admitted it type thing mm-hmm. so that was like ooh he's a bad guy too you know
0: yeah they they do this thing in the final episode where um um uh Jared uh what's his name Jared Harris's character uh Lagazov mm-hmm. explains he explains everything before a jury which is or before a court
1: which was great
0: um, for the audience
1: me included yeah
0: which is a really convenient way to explain everything to the audience so when you you know if you watched it again if you subjected yourself to it again you go back to the scenes in the beginning and are like oh it's the um what did the the executive producer explain this in a way he called it a show for grown-ups, which is funny because yeah. we just said that about The Departed. Right. Um, it's this idea of when the show starts, episode one, you have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, if you know even just the high notes, which is what I knew, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, the reactor exploded. But they don't think it did because no reactor had ever exploded. It wasn't even a thing anyone thought was possible. Right, And so... You go through this and you're like, okay, what happened? How did this happen? Like you get only questions with no answers right. and a combination of it being a mini series and the viewers all being adults with at least a certain amount of patience. Yeah, um, It's okay for them to start the show with all of these questions, all this confusion with no, um, what he said they didn't want to do. This might be a different podcast that I'm thinking of, but They don't do the thing that every CSI procedural detective show does where people in the course of doing their job explain everything they're doing. Yeah. Right. Like nobody in the real world does that. That's all for the audience. Yeah. When they explain
1: it, it's to people who don't know it, like like Gorbachev. Right.
0: Right. They explain things to Gorbachev and then they get to the final episode and uh, Legazov explains everything with these. Visual aids, which are a uh, you know an addition of f- for the show, but really really lays out this complicated you know chemical whatever process in a in a way that's successful by adding these visual aid yeah and and he and he it. does
1: it. Like you said, not in a way that he like it's just explaining it as if it's his job. He does it in a time in a manner that it needs to be said that way to jury members and to
0: media. Like, right. And so it's like, oh, that's so perfect. it's a yeah. it's a helpful thing that the audience needs all of that information. But all of the people there, I mean, you see that in the first episode, they, this this happens. And then the second episode, people wake up and go about their day because nobody knows any of this stuff right it's just a thing like a nuclear reactor is a thing that creates power it's not any more dangerous than anything else um right and nobody and knows any In this of that.
1: show you learn that it can like kill civilization oh absolutely right. yeah one one plant one building can ruin the planet you here's know?
0: a like, here's wow. a thing i heard on the the second episode of the podcast um while all this is going on, this whole story, the other three reactors are all still running.
1: yeah I was I was wondering about that they kept saying like it's it's reactor four, right and, and I'm like what's about all the other ones
0: So they you have know? the they have these four reactors and you get this explained in the fifth episode when they're having all these struggles with the test. they can't shut those down. They're powering like all almost all of the Ukraine. All of the city of Kiev, like if they shut it down, there's no power to this whole right. city. This whole everything collapses. Civilization collapses without electricity. And right. they they continued to operate those reactors. The last one got shut down in the year two thousand.
1: No kidding. I was wondering like how long they ran those things. Went with their like because they had to have maintenance on them and stuff, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like- I that's it's
1: mind-boggling. I will say that there is a uh, Netflix has a Nova special. It's mm. a fifty minute show called "Building Chernobyl's Megatomb." Mm. That is that is worth watching if you've watched Chernobyl. Sure, because because it takes place in modern times and they, it's like
0: they just finished it a couple of years ago.
1: Yes, right. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is that they tell you what's going to have to happen in you know to seal up this area. I yeah. guess. Right. They tell you in the, in the show, right. Right. Well, it's done. You, they can't plan for this stuff and it's done in Russia where things are, you know, as cheap as you can. They don't cheap have a great economy yep, yep. and about a people and all the stuff. They kind of touch on it. At Chernobyl that it's as best as it can. It's kind of like putting duct tape because that's all you got. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what, the, what it was. So now they've come back and like they, not, not to mention Chernobyl's not part of the Russia anymore. It's right. or the the USSR, it's its own country thing. Yeah. Uh, so they had to go back, and Europe has come together to put a huge building on top of this building. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like <laughs> what they did is amazing. And there, and, I, and I as I'm watching this Chernobyl uh, building, Chernobyl's Megatomb, I'm thinking this. I know how hot and dangerous this area is because we just watched the movie. Right. And you're like, you know, this is these people are out working out here and they're under the same conditions that those miners were. They have to be checking in and out. They have to always be wearing their special suits. And, you know, work times are so little. I'm like, yeah, they can't get that close because they thing will melt off. You know, <laughs> that's terrifying. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's neat to see even modern day with stuff, how dangerous it still is. Sure. Yeah.
0: Because it's it, that's that's the danger of radiation. It just takes so long. That whole area is still uh you know exclusion zone
1: yeah they when they're they're building this they're talking about like they have to build it next to the building because they they build a building next to the building and then it gets pushed on top of the building i see it's it's really cool but the thing is is that as they're there building it all i could keep thinking was like don't get close that thing don't (laughs) get close that thing because i know it's going to melt you you know sure sure and it's, uh, it's also neat on that movie that when they, like they take real pictures, they're going in there to show you what it's like today with the reactor. Yeah, all there's, melted thing, down. there's like, like
0: oh. those, those firefighters clothes are still in that closet yep. in the basement yes. of the hospital. And yeah, that kind it's of like, stuff. That's crazy.
1: So the, I, I loved the show. I was surprised that I liked it so much. And I, and again, it was cause it probably cause it felt bite size. It was five hours and I was like, Got yeah, all the thing they
0: needed. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's told in the, there are parts of it that, that are almost told like a um, like a horror movie, like a monster mm-hmm. movie. It's like there's this monster that is trying to kill them and they yeah. can't see it. They yeah. can't see it, but it's it's really close. It's right behind them and they can't and it see it and we can't see it.
1: And It wasn't over dramatized. No, too. like the best thing I think I liked about this of all of it is that it was Russia's fault. But this movie did not feel like it was tearing Russia down like I thought it was going to do
0: no and like, i we don't really have time to get into this but i've i've had i talked to my dad about this cuz he and i watched this together um and it's it's tempting to look at this as like a symptom of russia of soviet you know ideology or whatever mm-hmm. but there's an element where you look at some of these these guys like the miners you mentioned or the guys they send in the water to open the sluice gates and you're like there's a there's a different kind of patriotism that they have or had and have um with this this self sacrifice in a kind of in a in a tough like difficult place to live um in a way that i think you know if this kind of disaster had happened in in the us like would anybody in charge in the us be able to send a bunch of guys on what is literally a suicide mission like right. that's that's just a different a different way of thinking and the other part of it is This sense of all of these guys in at all levels of authority who were, if not incentivized to lie, definitely incentivized to suppress any bad news. Yes. Right. And that is not a uniquely Soviet thing. My dad said um, he was in a job some years ago where he, he worked in manufacturing as a supervisor and they had similar kind of thing where there was a test they were trying to pass and they kept failing it. And the people in charge kept trying to get the, um, get the threshold, get the standard reduced so that they could get it passed so that they could get form signed, so that they could get production going again. Right. Um, and it's this like, you know, and the, the guy inspector in charge, whatever was like, if I reduce this anymore, this test is meaningless. Exactly. And they ultimately, you know, replaced him with a different guy who would so that they could get stuff going. So, and it's like, yeah, that's that's here. That's, you know, corporate America. But it's the right. same. You know, if that kind of stuff is and that's they say in the setup with uh, Legasov's tapes is the price of lies. Um, it's a tra- a trap and a tendency that any of us can fall into. For any reason, and and it's not even, it's not even malicious. It can just be a, like, if I don't say this thing, if I don't suppress this uh, unfortunate truth, um, I'm gonna lose my job, and my family won't have won't be able to eat. Yeah, right? It's not right. if the if the system doesn't fight against that, um, you know, it can it can take over. Yeah, you know, but I the, don't, I don't in, like in to this, get political on the show. Sure,
1: and this movie. It starts, it does have some starting out with, because Russia was Russia, America was America, mm-hmm. and there there was ways that we did things, and there was, uh KGB was very, um you know, terrifying to Russians, as much as they were Americans, and right. they were very SS-ish type people, and uh, a terror, and that's how the Russian government did operate, and and with the no questions authoritarian type system. And Mm -hmm. in this show, you see that in the first couple episodes what it was, but then it doesn't harp on that part of the Russian society. It just establishes it. And that's the way it was. And then this crisis happens and it doesn't paint Gorbachev as this like evil villain. Like, what do I do? And then the other Russians who are like, no, we're Russians and we're better immediately see the damage or the death and the things. And they're like, Okay, I changed my mind. I'm a real person, like they are in real life. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, I was tough because that's what I'm used to. But this is a real thing, and now we come together. And uh, yeah. it was just, it was just a good, not anti-Russian
0: thing, right? You know, which it very well could have been. It's it's just people working within the system they were in, and for all the sense that like. Like Something, I like the minor
1: scene. The minor scene was great. I,
0: I I don't think I would say that this couldn't have happened somewhere else. I think mm-hmm. this could have happened here, and it would have been dealt with differently. But mm-hmm. I don't know if Americans could have fixed it the way that Russians did.
1: Oh, they just did very much the you know sacrificial thing where yeah, they did where, they where he comes to, to Gorbachev feels like I need your permission to kill three men. Yeah, and Gorbachev is like, okay what's the question we move forward because that's they, the Russian system. They talk they, about you that in, you in the
0: accounts in the, in the podcast, they had to do this counting lives in a very utilitarian sort of like, yes, we're going to have to three kill guy, three kill three guys. But the alternative, was this hydro bomb that would basically make half of Europe uninhabitable for centuries. Right. Like, Where the
1: American like, thing is the, we don't trade lives. Right. That's the captain America. We don't trade lives right. thing right so it's just a difference so good movie good show i liked it a lot i'm
0: it's i'm very good definitely definitely worth watching all right man well i'll see you in a couple days couple days uh, going to going to the big gen con it's
1: the anxiousness
0: within a week or two we'll have that we'll have that gen con episode up hopefully faster turnaround than than last time but we'll see we'll see how all of that less less cicadas less cicadas yeah yeah hopefully You've been listening to The Front Porch's episode 101. Oh, that's weird One hundred and one. 101. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News. Uh, if you want film news, headlines, previews, in glorious podcast form. Oh, I can't ever do that. Check glorious them out. Glorious podcast form. They talk mm-hmm. about movies, and they're much more into brevity than we are. <laughs> if you like Star Trek role-playing or Star Trek role-playing, you can check out our other show, KlingonsandDragons.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just posted another episode this past week. So check that out. It's not safe for work. Don't play if your kids are in the car. If you have questions or comments, feedback, tell us everything you loved and hated about The Departed, Stranger Things Season 3, or Chernobyl. Email us, frontporchpod at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Mm -hmm. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, we got contact forms. If you don't like, direct email. we got the schedule for the 100 movies. It's a little closer to reality now. If you enjoy The Front Porch, you can subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, as always, for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.